You're listening to Dr. Leslie from Dr. Leslie Inspires, where we empower mothers by raising their level of awareness, discussing tough mother-son issues that everyone knows exists, but no one is talking about. Learn more about us by visiting our website at www.drlesleyinspires.com. Now, here's your host, Dr. Leslie. Okay, welcome everyone on today. Thank you all for joining us. I have a fantastic guest on today, Miss Jen Rosemary. I should say Jay Rosemary. Uh, I had the pleasure of talking to her on her podcast, Solo Moms. And she's going to talk to us about that. I'm not going to say much about it. I'm going to let her because she does it best. Um, But I'm going to go ahead and start in prayer, and then we're going to get right to it. So Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, O God, for the opportunity to come before you one more time, praying that this meeting, this podcast would be all of you, and that you would give our guest an on-time word, knowing that a mother who is listening uh, needs to hear exactly what she has to say based on her experiences and her wisdom. So we thank you, oh God, for uh, as we rebuke any satanic or demonic forces that might try to come to hinder anything that she has to say. And we just thank you, oh God, and we will be so careful to give you all the praise, honor, and glory. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, amen. Amen. All right, so I'm excited. (laughs) So... Um, you have a platform where yes. you deal with issues uh, that single moms have. So can you just give us uh, a little bit of background information on your platform and how that platform came to be? Okay, yes, for sure. Um, thank you for having me on your show, Dr. Leslie. I really appreciate it. Uh, so I go by J. Rosemarie and I am a mother of three sons. Um, I've been married and divorced three times, but my sons belong to my first two husbands. And I started uh, thinking about the podcast because when my two youngest were two and four years old, I came home one day from work, picked them up from daycare, and my husband had packed up everything and just left our house, just left us. And I didn't hear back from him for two years. So I was left with a two and a four year old. And it was a big struggle. I was pretty, I was fairly new to the US and didn't know a lot of people. And later on, I joined a church. I was a Christian and I joined a church and they had a discovery group where women with issues could talk about what, you know, what ails them. And I thought it was a really good platform for somebody like me to talk about issues that, you know, concerns you, raising children. And I wondered to myself and to God, wouldn't it be a great thing if I had this? And wouldn't it have been a great thing if I had this when my kids were younger, one? And number two, I would love to be able to offer this to mm. all solo moms. To all, at the time, it was single moms. And the Lord said to me, well, why don't you do something about it? <laughs> you know? Mm. And so uh, Solo Mom's Talk was born. And I call it Solo Mom because 
what I discovered is that not one, not all moms who are raising children alone are single. Um, they're divorced mm. and they're widowed. And unfortunately, some of them are still married and, and daddies in the home. So that's why I named it Solar Moms. And it's a platform where I welcome all solar moms to talk about, to share their story. And I also, we also interview experts like yourself, Dr. Leslie, who could talk to the issues we face as solar moms. Wow. Okay. So you hit a few buttons right there. So one of the buttons is some women are married, but they are raising those children solo. Or sometimes you may have a male who's very much into the children, but he's not into her. So she's mm -hmm. solo. So do you find that women openly talk about their struggles uh, when they come to you? Like, are they looking yeah. for something? Yes. Um, like I said, the platform is really to talk, right? Um, I do do, you know, one-on-one -on -one mentoring if people need that, but preferably <coughs> when, when I, when I do the interviews, it's usually just for you to share your story as much as you want to. I have one woman uh, who she's the wife of a soldier and, and the, the husband is gone all the time. So in this case, it's not a, it, it is not a serious matter in that he's legitimately away on business, right? He's, a, he's serving his country. But the fact is, reality is, mom's home alone raising their daughter. So she told, you know, she talked about that story because I've experienced in my neighborhood kids whose mom is, whose parent is gone to serve their country and the kids running around the neighborhood causing trouble um, because mom can't, mom can't handle him, right? And then I have another interview with a lady who she's married. She has two kids with her husband. They've been married for 15 years, but her husband has kids with three, two other women outside the house during this 15 year marriage. So, so and she's alone raise, trying to raise their children. But the majority of them are widows, you know, who lost their husband and, you know, some are, <laughs> some have lost their husband to drugs, you know, he's around, but he's incapable of being a father and a partner, you know, so when these women talk, I ask them basic questions, how did you become a solo mom? And they'll, you know, you get a lot from that story. Yeah. You know, I was, I married young. I married too soon. Uh, one lady told me she married because she got with her baby's father because she was raped as a child. Mm -hmm. And she decided she was just gonna, you know, throw caution to the wind and just be that person. You, you know, so there's, there's different reasons they come, which is why this platform is so important for people to share their story. Because when I, before I did the discovery group, I was like, wow, I didn't know people went through that. Mm -hmm. You know, one, number two, I didn't know 
I thought I was the only one going through that, mm -hmm. you know? So, <laughs> so it, it's a real eye opener just to hear these stories. And one of my tagline is that you're not alone, you know, and you don't have to parent in silence. So mm. we can talk about, you know, whatever it is without judgment and condemnation. Jesus mm. didn't condemn the woman at the well when everybody wanted to condemn her. Okay. And, you know, he didn't condemn Hagar. God didn't condemn Hagar, even though she was a single mom. And so we, we have, we, we can get healing through talking about our situation, telling our story, because that's how I discovered God was my father through that discovery group. I, I, was, I was raised by a grandfather my single grandfather from the time I was nine months old. He died when I was 12 years old. And I was shifted around from place to place from the time I was 12 years old. I know what abandonment looks like. Mm -hmm. I never really knew my father. And when and I became a Christian at 17, but I did not see God as a father. Um, I was always waiting for him to hit me when, you know, when I did something mm -hmm. wrong. And so... This discovery group um, made me realize that, yes, God is my father. And by reading Genesis, Exodus, you know, the, the first five books of the Bible, I realized that God loves us. Yeah. You know, and so whatever mess we're going through or we've done in the past, we've experienced, it's good to just release that and just, you know, learn to live with who God says we are. Yes. Yeah. You know, when you just talked about um, knowing what abandonment feels like, many of the mothers that I work with have experienced abandonment. Mm -hmm. And that mother who has experienced abandonment, usually, and I just want to know if you experience this, if you're willing to be open to talk about that, mm -hmm. but they... Uh, treat their sons a certain way mm -hmm. because of either because they either treat their sons in a way where uh, they feel like they have to be there for him they feel like uh, I, I can't lose you because they have been shifted around or they never felt that love from a parent you know whether it was a mother or a father and they didn't want their son or sons to go through that. And it, in some ways, it strained the relationship either to one extreme or the other. So that one extreme or the other is, I don't want you to go anywhere. So you might have a son who he's trying to break away from that. Get away from me, mom. I, he wants to go. Or yeah. you have a son who stay here. I don't want you to go anywhere. And guess what? He doesn't, and he's with her for life. <laughs> so yeah. can you tell us a little bit about your story? Yeah, so I, I think that the, for me, the experience was different with each son. Um, for my first son, um, his dad and I just didn't get along. I got married at 20, and I gave birth to him at 20, when I was 23. And we never had a good marriage. And I, I wouldn't even venture to blame my ex 
we just were two young kids who had no clue what we're doing. Plus, I was I still had hadn't dealt with the abandonment issues because I didn't even know I had them. I didn't discover it until mm-hmm. I was in my 50s that I had issues, right? Mm-hmm. And so um the the situation with my oldest son was that I he was born in Canada. I was living in Canada when I had him. And when things got really bad, um, I left him with his dad and went to the US. And to me, there wasn't anything wrong with that because, well, my parents left me, right? He'll be okay. uh, but, it, but it affected him. And mm-hmm. he, you know, he tells me, you know, how it affected him. Um, my, my, my middle son, I <laughs> was the one I went to the extreme with that he, I babied him, I cuddled him. And I didn't even notice it. He's 28 years old. And um, I still find that there are areas that, you know, because of the way I raised him, he is not experienced in. He's not experienced as a man should be, you Mm -hmm. know. And I didn't try to be daddy to my boys because I can't be that, right? Mm -hmm. My middle son was very independent, you know, still is. Now, the youngest son is very independent so I wasn't I, <laughs> I wasn't able to make a lot of mistakes with him except for the fact that and he tells me this that I didn't come I don't come I didn't communicate with him as much as he thought I would you know about my life my life story so each situation was different in how I dealt with them and I guess it depends on the stage of my life that was that I was yeah. in. Uh-huh. The, the oldest, there's a there's a gap, like a 10, 11 year gap between the oldest and the two youngest and the, the, the middle one. So I experienced a lot of different life from the first marriage to the second. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, I don't know if that answers your question. Oh, yeah. yeah. Did your youngest son ask questions? You know, he felt like you didn't tell him certain things, but did he ask the questions? And maybe you said, uh, you know, gave him a bogus answer or mm-hmm. maybe did not answer. Yeah. So, and, and I, I want to preface with saying that the way I handled my my ex-husband um, just dumping us and leaving us was I just fell into a depression. And for the longest time, I was just locked in my room. Mm. you know and when I wasn't locked in my room I was locked in my head Mm -hmm. right and so I I didn't feel if when I look back now there are things that I I hope I want I wish I had done differently like you know focus more on them instead of in my head Mm -hmm. right but my youngest son only started to ask questions about his father when he like two years ago Oh, as an adult. Yeah, as an adult. Now he's a man and yeah. he's wondering about his manhood. He's, he's, yeah, yeah. And so he, you know, he asked me, you know, about him. And, and that was the first time I had a question uh, about him. In his and, 20s? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He was 24 going on 25 when he asked. And, and I answered best I could. Um, I tried not to which is why I never brought the conversation up myself because 
I still don't understand how a man could just walk away from his children, regardless of how he felt about me. You know, he, he, he started another family before, you know, her last child was born. And so he asked, you know, well, what happened? And can you tell us what happened? And I truthfully told him the story because, you know, without the dirty details, because he was at a stage he could handle it, one. And number two, that's one of those kids that, you know, when you have a kid that seems wiser than you are, you don't let them know they're wiser, but, you know, he seems wiser than I am. And so I, I wanted to share with him because I also don't want him, thank God he doesn't have any children yet because he's not married. I didn't, I didn't want him thinking it was a normal thing to just walk out on your family and not come back, Yeah, you know? And so I shared with him, um, my, my middle son told me a long time ago um, <laughs> that um, we have you, we don't need a man. And um, even though I didn't agree with it, I didn't say anything else. Yeah. You know, he just didn't want me thinking that I needed to marry to provide yeah. them with a father. And, uh, you know, uh, <clears throat> from my own experience, um, sometimes life, like you don't have to say anything because life will teach him what mm -hmm. he needs. I didn't grow up with a father or I should say my biological father. Mm -hmm. And um, the one that my, I grew up with for a period of time, I never considered to be my father. So when I had my own children, I already had in my head that children don't need a father because I didn't grow up one with one and mm -hmm. me, I turned out just great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but as I said, life will teach you because I realized my own issues. Many times we don't realize our own issues until mm -hmm. we get married or until we get into a relationship or until we have children. Many of the issues that you talk about, you know, they help to magnify our shortcomings or, yeah. you know, our thoughts that are not real. Yeah. So I, my children had a father who was very much involved in their life. And then I, I just couldn't bear to like, think about taking them away. Yeah. yeah. From, so that was a, a mindset shift for me because yeah. I just assumed people get married, women get married and they get divorced. Mm -hmm. I remember as like an eight or nine-year-old saying uh, to my cousins, well, you know, they're going to get a divorce. And when they get a divorce, because your mother is on our side of the family you're going to be with us but you your father and you know the kids go with the mother so you're going to be gone and we're never going to see you again i mean yeah. like that was a real conversation which yeah. is similar to what you were saying about your son that was his reality yeah. so as he has children that's not going to become that's not going to be true anymore yeah. because yeah. he's not going to be able to really see himself not without his children you know yeah. what i mean because yeah. he probably doesn't want to repeat the same cycle over mm -hmm. that that he saw in his own life so we we change and our, our thinking evolves uh, yes as we mature and yes deal, and deal with 
the issues that you talk about. Yes, yes. And one of the things I discovered is that I didn't discover my problems until after that third divorce. I laid in my bed one day and I was thinking to myself, what is wrong with me? You know, because I'm reviewing my life now and I'm thinking, I, I want to be married. I want to have a family. I want to have everybody together. But I, I, I realized that was the desperation of a child not having family. And mm. that was my need. That was my want. I wanted to have this family. I was going to show my parents um, who, who didn't want me as far as my little girl mind told me. Mm-hmm. And I was going to show them that I could get my own family. Mm. And that's why, and, and because I was a Christian, I didn't want to shack up with anyone. I didn't want to, you know, just have boyfriends, you know? So that's where the marriage came in. But then I realized that I had to fix me, mm-hmm. you know? And, and so I, I talked to God about it and I, I, I listed what I want in, if I was to get married again, I wanted in that person. But I also listed next to that, check what I needed to fix in me, right? Yes. Um, look for the person you are, not, you know, what you want somebody to become to, mm-hmm. to fix you, you yeah. know? And so that's one of the things I learned, unfortunately, at the end of three divorce. And, um, you know, <laughs> you know the, the benefit of that is you truly learn who you are and you can self-correct very quickly because you don't want to make the same mistake over. I made some of those same mistakes too. And after a while, I said, okay, God. And that's why I said, I learned that children do, I can't think just because I wasn't raised with a father and I really thought I was okay. I mean, I'm not affected. Look at me. I mean, Mm -hmm. and so after, you know, different relationships and you start seeing, well, maybe I'm not, you know what I mean? But overall, when people look at you and you're dressed up self, you still see a whole person. You know, Jay Rosemary is a person who's whole. She's got a podcast. She's got these different things going on. So you look whole, but people Mm -hmm. don't really know and understand the scars that are on the inside. And we don't even know until we actually are faced with ourselves Yes, and we get real with it and say, okay, I need to change. Yeah. It also has empowered you to have that platform. It has empowered you to free up some other women to talk about it and to you, you can now tell somebody to get out of their head because I know yeah. somebody who went through a very similar situation and um her she went through some serious challenges with her son as a result of it mm-hmm. but it, she came home one day everything was gone she noticed something when she first walked in it just looked different the house just felt different. Who mm-hmm. had another family, but she was there with her son as a solo mom. And as a result, she overcompensated. Now she would never get on this platform right now. She's one of the people that I talked to when I initially started, 
Like I got a lot of my answers from her, but mm -hmm. she would never come on this platform and talk openly about yeah. it. But she just happens to be a long-term friend. So she'll talk to me off to the side, but I watched her go through all of that. And I can see her son now, you know, she's still, you know, she had uh, problems in her, her current marriage because uh, ultimately when I asked her, she said she felt like her son, uh, she overcompensated for his dad not being there. Mm -hmm. She felt like she had to do all of these things and make sure uh, he did not want for anything. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. she's trying to come out of that now and now she's giving her husband who I think they've been married almost 20 years now but she did not release him until her son's adult age because it got out of control yeah you know there was a, a place where her she did not give her husband permission to really really discipline him yeah he hit him at one time when he was like very young like five or six years old and she told him don't you ever mm -hmm. i will discipline him and she regrets it to this very day mm -hmm, mm -hmm, she mm -hmm. regrets it because now that he, he's older guess who he respects him Daddy. yeah he respects him mm -hmm. not her he yeah. loves her but he respects him he won't the same things that she tries uh that he tries with her he won't think about it yeah and yeah. she sees the difference yeah so yeah woo, 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 woo. you have a huge uh i don't want to say platform but when you're dealing with women with issues like that you do let me ask do you ever feel the weight of the conversation a lot of times um even before the platform and when i you know i, I have a lot of friends who are divorced moms and you hear the stories right but when i'm listening to when i'm interviewing someone i have to resist the temptation to talk about myself mm -hmm. because almost all the events that they're relating happened to me and I, you know yeah. they were one of the first women I interviewed her her boyfriend she, they lived together with a I think she had a four-year-old at the time and he locked the two of them out on the street mm. and that happened to me and I almost broke down in the interview because I was feeling wow. her story and so you know, I do a lot of times feel what they're, you know, what they're saying. And I, I try not to absorb it. I remember once talking to this woman, single mom, and she was telling me all the things. Um, my head started to pound mm -hmm. and I had to walk away from her because it was like all her troubles were, you know, were coming into me. Yes. And so I, I try not to, I try to empathize, but I also try not to let these stories affect how I, you know, yeah. conduct the interview and relate, re-relate the story, you know, mm -hmm. you know. Do you ever feel like you want to just, even though you feel it, like you want to tell them what to do because you have the answer, even though it's talk, like, 
you know, when the situation where this person locked you out, or maybe you had gone through something. And if you had had uh, this particular thing, you would have been better off, but you could not see it at the time. Do you ever offer that type of advice to mothers or do you just really allow them to talk? So in the interview, I don't do that. And I learned that with this discovery group that I, that I went, that I, I, I participated in it. I trained to facilitate it. And so I learned that when someone is talking or crying or, you know, just unloading themselves that you don't interfere with that process. You let the person like, for example, you don't give them a tissue when they're crying because that's telling them to shut up, you know, or stop crying. Mm -hmm. You want people to be themselves in that situation. So I've, um, I've learned that to just let them talk. Uh, one, because I don't, I don't feel on a, a holistic basis that I can address their issues right there and then while they're telling the story, number one. And number two, I, do, I want them to talk freely mm. because you know once you start intervening, then it switch direction and you know stuff happens. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. And um, something else that I have found when they are telling their story, there's a healing process that's taking place. Mm-hmm. Do they ever call you back and say, oh my gosh, I, I've been thinking about the things that I said since being on your show, or yeah. I've been thinking about. And so there's healing that takes place. So when the Lord told you to, you be the one to open up this platform for them, yeah. has nothing to do with you, but because of your pain and because of what you went through, God allowed, he put that on your heart so that your pain can now be the source of a lot of women's healing. Yes. Wow. 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 And you have the spirit for it too. Uh, (laughs) You have the spirit that just opens people up. It says, I believe that you will hear me and I believe that you won't judge me. And Mm -hmm. so the healing begins as they're talking to you. That's, that's God all the way. Yeah. Thank you. I know I have to confess. It took me six years to start this podcast, partially because I knew, I knew I I got telling me, you got to tell your story. And I still haven't told my story. Um, One, because I interview so many people who want to talk number one. Number two, I am still nervous about sharing the story, especially now my kids are older because <laughs> I have some stories to share. But, uh, you know, so it took me a long time to start, which is, you know, it, it's kind of a bit of a hindrance in that, you know, when you get a message, when God says do something, it doesn't matter how much time passes, he didn't say not do it. He yeah. said, do it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And so, but I, I think that we missed something between the time we heard the message. And if we delay, you know, executing the message. Uh, but I have no regrets about starting this. And I, I am 
I'm hopeful that I'll be able to continue to share my story. And I, I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to share more than I would normally yeah. on a podcast. I want to do it again. I want to pick another topic because <laughs> it's so rich. You know what I mean? I hear yeah, so many you. different um, areas mm -hmm. that we could talk about that I understand what you were saying. You haven't had the opportunity to tell your story because if you're the one interviewing yes I mean you have to find places to kind of throw certain things in but like you said you don't want to hinder what they're saying yeah you're taking away from their healing but um you you said so many different things I'd have to pick out one uh for one show and then one for another just to kind of stay right there. We, I think right now we're trying to fit so much uh, into this time frame, but it can really be a three-part series. There's another <laughs> one. Miss Teresa, if you're listening, she needs to come. I'm gonna, she needs to come on your show. She's done a few for me because she, much like you, it's, there's just so much to talk about and you do meet people who have a lot to talk about, but some people, yeah. it's so intricate, the details that there's there's some details that really we need to stop right here. And mm -hmm. let's just focus on, on this because when you hear that from so many other women, it's like, we got to stop here because I, I feel like if women hear this, there, yeah. there'll be another level of healing that takes place. Yeah. So would you please be my guest again? We'll record it another day. <laughs> I would so appreciate that. Three. Yeah, thank you. I would three. very much like to. Yeah, that you are amazing. You're <laughs> amazing. And I say that because do you know some women don't bounce back from what you went through? And some women don't deal with themselves. They continue to hate men. They they If you talk to them about that man that left, and you say, oh my gosh, well, when did it happen? Oh, 30 years ago. Oh, I thought it was like last week. <laughs> that, is, that is so true. But yes. yeah, yeah. And that is why I deal with the, the mom in my show, you know, is that it's a, it's, it's a parenting category, but mom has to take care of mom because unless you do, you know, your children won't be well and you live with regret. So, you, you know, you take care of you. And I was happy and I'm, I'm very grateful that uh, the Brooklyn Tabernacle had this program called Be Transformed. And that's the program I took. And three times, once as a participant and twice as a co-facilitator because wow. it transformed my life. And once I discovered who my father was, my real father, yeah. my heavenly father, Amen. things began to take a different turn. Wow. You know, they just did. Wow. Um, how can someone get in touch with you? So I'm on, <laughs> I think I'm all over the internet, but some people may not be able to find me. At jrosemarie1 on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, my podcast is called Solo Moms Talk, and it's one word, S-O-L-O-M-O-M-S with an uh, exclamation point talk. I also have a YouTube channel where I'm loading all these interviews, Solo Moms Talk TV. 
Um, so if you come on Instagram, I'm at, at jrosemary1. Say hi to me, please. We will. <laughs> so did you say Facebook? I am on Facebook. Uh, again, J. Rosemarie or Solomon Stock. You'll find me on there. I have several pages. Okay. You all, please, please, please visit yeah. her pages. Like, subscribe. Uh, I, I actually went on um, and, well, no, I went, but I haven't subscribed yet. So I'm going to make sure I subscribe because this is some good stuff. Thank you. I appreciate time. you. Thank you so much for joining us today. We will get back together to schedule while the iron is hot. I always like to do it when it's hot. So you get the best interviews from there. So I'm going to close out in prayer. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, oh God, for Miss J. Rose Marie. Thank you, Lord, for freeing her up to share and be transparent as she tells her story. And thank you, Lord, for giving her the wisdom uh, that you have given to her as a result of her story. Mm -hmm. And Lord, thank you for uh, healing her from all of her wounds as only our Father, you, our Father, Jesus, our Father in heaven can. And so we thank you, oh God, for each and every woman that is coming her way to find healing and support uh, that they need to continue to run the race that you have so easily set before them. And we thank you, oh God, as she continues to minister to the needs of her sons, that you will equip her to do and be all that you have called her to be at this point in their lives as she takes care of herself and support of the women. So we just thank you, oh God, for this opportunity. We will be so careful to give you all the praise, honor, and glory. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, amen. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Dr. Leslie Inspires. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review on your preferred podcast listening platform. We really appreciate that effort. Also, for more content and resources, please be sure to visit our website, www.drlesleyinspires.com. We'll see you in the next episode.